Okay, what do I say? Talk about uh, what's the Jewish look on passion and pleasure. And especially we learned to see the Sasharim after Myriad. And we learned about precious, keeping away from Olam Azak, keeping away from pleasures. What's the Jewish look on it? In the, in the non-Jewish world, they, they look at us, especially, you know, what they call the yeshiva world, and the black hatters, and they're like, wow, these guys have no sense of uh, taste and pleasure in the world. They're like, uh, you know, people that have no connection to Olam Azak. And uh, in Eishat Torah, you know, their big thing is showing the non-religious Jews how Fakar and Yiddish guy were very into pleasure. We're very into Oineg and Simcha. And I uh, want to go into this a little bit, specifically because of the parashas B'Shalach. We have the Mun, which is this unbelievable, strange, strange phenomenon, whatever flavor you wanted. So let's talk about this a little bit. The parsha involves a lot of water. A lot of water. We start off with Kriyas Yamsuf. As soon as Yamsuf is over, we have the Kleisel says there's no water here in the midpart. And Akash Baruch shows Moshe Rabbeinu, take a, take a branch, throw it into the bitter water, the bitter water turns sweet, and then the water again. A little bit later, Kleisel goes and they have... The, the, they come to Elima after the month. They come to a place called Elima where they find 12 Mayanois, 12 springs of water. After Elima, we have a nice of, 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 of the main river where Kleisel says again, Where's the water? And Moshe Abenu hits the rock and there's water. And even about, even a Molik, the final part of the parsha. Rashi gives a marshal that what's a Molik compared to like this bath? That's so hot that nobody can jump. Couldn't we find it? I had a lot of water. There's water in the Yamsuf. There's water by 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 the by Mara. There's water in Alien, and there's water. Okay, so simply put, Kleisel just left civilization and went to a desert. You're in a desert. The first thing, and just about the only thing that comes to mind is water. So the parish is full of talking about water. But I think there's something a little bit more. More to it, and we'll get to it. We know that the Yamsuf split, and there's many Midrashim that speaks about the Yamsuf splitting, and one of the Midrashim says, Hayom Ra'avayonais, we say in Hallel, Hayom Ra'avayonais, that the sea saw and it escaped, it ran back, it receded. What did Ma Ra'avayon? Ha'yonais shal Yosef. So in the first, we speak about the fact how Yosef Yosef fought his nature. You know, the, the Yam wanted to just stay the way it naturally was. My job is to be a sea. My job is not to split into 12 aisles for Kleisel to walk through. But when it saw the orange of Yosef, that it was so connected uh, Teva, the Yam split also against its own Teva. Is there something a little bit stronger of a connection between specifically the mice of Yosef, how he fought his Desire for Asia's Paitifar and Kriyas Yamsef. There's another Gemara in the beginning of Sakta Saita. We all know Kasha Zivugan Zivugan Ke Kriyas Yamsef. Zivugan, matchmaking, Shaduchim, is hard like Kriyas Yamsef. 
Practically Akar. Practically Akar. What does one have to do with the other, first of all? What shaykhs? That's number one. And number two, he says even better, Kriyas Yamsev is about splitting something apart. Water, which by nature is unified, unless you split it with something in between, water will always stay added together. And Hashem split the water. Shidduchim is about taking two people and bringing them together. So it's mamash opposites, practically yarkar. What do you mean? Splitting the sea is like making matches. Maybe splitting the sea should be like divorces. Well, what's the connection between Kriyas Yamsef and Zivugan Shel Yisrael? We have the, the, the Mara, when they come into Mara, the water is bitter, and Akadosh Baruch who tells Moshe Abedo, take an eighth, throw the eighth into it. And then there's a little strange thing that goes on there. After the water turns sweet, it says, Sham Sam Chaik Loi Visham Nisam. It's a hard passage to pronounce. Try to do that three times fast. Sham Sam Loi Chaik Visham Nisam. Over there, Hashem placed down the law, and over there, he tested Klai So, actually, what does that mean? That in Mara, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Klai some of the parts of the Torah, Lasek Bohem. And that is Shabbos, Kibbut of the Ein. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us Shabbos, Kibbut of the Ein, and Dinim. And Dinim, Ilan Meshbachim. So we got three Shtiklach Torah when we were in Mara. What's the connection between the Torah of Kibbutz of the Aim and Shabbos and, and Dinah? Let's go back to the discussion about passion and pleasure and desire. Is passion and desire and pleasures good, bad, one or the other, in between? And I'll tell you the answer in one word, and I'll explain it to you. <clears throat> Passion and any pleasure in the world, it might not be good, it might not be bad, but it's extremely, extremely powerful. The Tzadik I've said this in the past, in his third to the last piece in Sitka Tzadik, he says an unbelievable thing. The human body eats food. The neshama eats Torah and mitzvahs. But our nefesh, our nefesh is our living, our feeling of energy that we have. The energy that every human being has inside himself. There's this pulse. There's an electricity. There's a liveliness. That is called nefesh. And even an animal has that. Nefesh is plain and simple, the liveliness that's inside every human being. And that nefesh, not the neshama, that nefesh is fed with a food. And the food is not carbs, and it's not protein. You could have somebody that is very weak. They didn't have much to eat. They're tired, they're exhausted. And then you could do something that suddenly energizes them. It gives them life, energy, strength, stamina. Music. Music. A person can be tired and exhausted 
you play the right type of music, suddenly this, 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 you know, wellspring of energy, the person's lively, he's lively. He has energy. Where, where did energy come from? He didn't eat anything all day. It says in the olden times when the people would do heavy work, people would plow, they would sit, they would play music. People would be in the gas when they were pressing grapes and olives. It was very difficult work. They would play music and people would cheer them on. And the music would give them energy to continue. But it's not just music. Anything that is pleasurable, that you enjoy, will suddenly give you a spark of life. And it's not for no reason. The Tzadik HaKoyin says, because that is the food of your nefesh. Your life and your liveliness depends on your enjoyment. If you get joy from something, if you get pleasure from something, if you're satisfied from something, it will suddenly give you a spark of energy. Not from food, not from vitamins, not from nutrients. Our nefesh literally lives from enjoyment. And that's why you find, we spoke about this, you have two people in a hospital, and they're both recovering from the exact same surgery, and the hospital kitchens have to go and serve them everything they need, nutrition that they need. And yeah, we know if one guy likes the food, or if one guy gets homemade food, he'll be more lively. He'll give a spark in his eyes, he'll wake up, and he'll recover quicker. When Shaul Amalek became king, in one of his first battles, he split up from his son, Yainasan. Yainasan went a few miles away, fighting on one front. Shaul Amalek was on another front. And they were having success. Hashem gave them atzlacha, and Shaul made a shvur. Anybody that touches food before the war is over, this guy Yainasan. He saw that they were having atzlacha. He didn't want to stop. We're going to go forward until the end. Yainasan was a few miles away. He had no idea about his father's shvua. He's going, he's fighting the Polishtim, and he comes to some forest, some area of vegetation, and there was nectar. There was this sweet sugary sap or something that was growing, and he took a little bit with his stick, and he put some in his mouth, and the Pesach says, Vayo eres enough. His eyes lit up. Woo! <laughs> he got a eye from it. And he got filled with such a strength, he kept on fighting, and tremendous Hatzlach, he came back later on, and Shalom said, there was a shmur over here, you have to die, Klai Yisrael was pointing. But it says, by your again. Why? Why? It was a little sugary something. It tasted good. And when you have something that you enjoy, it lights up your eyes. It says, Ishtoy Shaladam, one of the few things that it says, that a person's wife, it says, It makes a person feel independent. And one of those, She lightens up a person's eyes. Pleasure gives you life. And it's not for nothing. There's an unbelievable Alta van Kel that says, a beautiful muscle. says there was once a guy in a jail. Solitary confinement. He's locked out from the world. No windows, no nothing. He's in a dark cell. Every day some food is passed to him. And he's in there for a few weeks in complete darkness. And then one day, 
there was a thunderstorm or something, and the wall in his cell shifted a little bit, the bricks, the cement shifted, and a little crack, a tiny little crack in the wall exposed the outside, the outdoors, to this man. And there was a little tiny ray of sunlight that shined through that little crack. And the guy went crazy, like a moth flying around a light. He ran to that light! Light! Sunlight! The outside world! He was sitting there kissing that little crack in the wall and the, looking at the light, loving the light, and kissing the light. He was crazed for that little drop of light. And then a warden came in and says, what are you going crazy from? He came to repair the wall. And he said, light, light, light. He was shooken. He didn't even notice there's a window. It's just all dirtied up. If you just would have taken a little shmata in your hand, whatever it is, you would have had tons of sunlight. No, as light is available. That's what you're excited about, <laughs> this little tiny crack in the wall. Sakta Alta from Kel. When we find people in this world who are crazed over life's pleasures, you know why? Because every drop of pleasure, whether it's a good pleasure or a bad pleasure, Every taiva, every desire, every joy that we have literally gives us life. Because any time, any enjoyment, any pleasure is a spark, it's a crack, letting in shefa from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mated. Hashem wants to give an influence of toiv, of pleasure. A person was created lehisaneig al Hashem. We're created to take pleasure from Hashem. Every piece of chocolate cake, or chocolate, or cookie, or nice clothing, anything that you enjoy in life is a crack in the wall that's letting in this light, this influence, this shefa from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it gives you life. You become lively from it. But the people that are crazed over Gashmi's bigger pleasures, and they're running after it, and they're being roidif, whatever pleasure it might be, it's like the person who's crazed over the crack. Does he not notice that there's a window in the room? A guy loves a shtick chart. It's good. He's excited. He's crazy. He can't even think about the shit that he's listening to because he likes the chalot. So he's going over the chalot. But even within the chalot, there's a window. It's not just about the flavors of the chalot. It's about who's giving it to you. When you make a bracha, like the Kuzuri says, you make a bracha and you recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows I exist. And he custom made this just like the man. He knew that I would be here tonight. And he knew I'd be hungry. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu arranged that tonight it should show up chalot on my plate. And that was a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He spoke about this with Yaakov when he met Yosef, and he said, Kriyashman. Yosef wasn't just about missing his child, and, oh, I'm so excited. Of course, you see a child after 22 years, you're excited, you're, you're, you're on a high. But it doesn't end here. When you recognize that it's coming from the infinite source, from HaKadosh Baruch who's being made to you, it's a window of light, not just a crack in the wall. 
Every pleasure we get in this world gives us life. And the Tzadik HaKoyim warns us, therefore, how we have to be very weary from our neighbors that give us pleasure. And we have to give tremendous amount of importance and priority to mitzvahs that give us pleasure. A person can sin and literally live off of this energy that's coming from an Avera. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's very, very dangerous. You're living off of that. When a person does a mitzvah with pleasure, with oinig that he enjoys, he's living off of a mitzvah. Now most mitzvahs, we say, mitzvahs lav lahonais midna. Mitzvahs were not given for joy. Schar mitzvah bahayamaleka. That joy, that pleasure, that tremendous high, we don't get from most mitzvahs. But we have certain mitzvahs that we say, and Ritzadik HaKoyin says, yeah, you know, some, you know, some boys over here, can you ask them? Anybody here enjoy Kibbutz Avain? Okay, adults. <laughs> you enjoy Kibbutz Avain. You have an opportunity to really make your parent happy. Really give them nachas. Really give them satisfaction something. And you do it. You actually go and you do it. And then you get your father and mother that beaming. They're so happy. Doesn't it give you an unbelievable sense of satisfaction? A deep, deep, good, real feeling. It gives you a high. If you go through the list of Peroy's Ba'ilam Hazer, you go through that list. They are all, just about all of them, are Ben Adam Lechaveris. Zokrab Tzadek HaKoyen, HaKadosh planted into Ben Adam this little, this little pleasure. That when you go and you do a mitzvah ben adam chaveroi, you'll enjoy it. You enjoy helping other people. How many people can be energized for 24 hours straight without going to sleep? Because the helping of the you have these oiskin with tzorchet zibor, misaskim, they could go on for two, three days straight. And they're filled with an energy. Where's that energy coming from? There's a really deep sense of satisfaction that's feeding them energy and it's keeping them going. That's what it is. And that's the list of Perseim or But the biggest pella is Talmud Torah Kineged Kula. Talmud Torah Kineged Kula. Talmud Torah starts off bitter. And that was the story of Nar and Masak in Mark. Let me explain it a bit. The Shari Kedusha of Rabkhaim Vital says that every single one of us has a character that's made up of four basic elements, Eish, Mayim, Ruach, and Ofer. And each one creates a different feeling in people. People who have a lot of uh, ingredients of Eish, they're very driven for either holiness or they're driven to be Balagaiva. They're driven to rise up like fire, like heat rises. People who have a lot of Ruach in them, they're into talking. They're into talking and listening. It could be Dvarim Batalim, it could be Dvarim Taira. But they're very, because that's Ruach Mamalim. They're very into talking. People that have a lot of offer in their ingredients, they're either lazy or humble. And people that have a lot of mayim, zakrab chayim vital. You know what mayim is? This week's parsha was so full of water. There's so much water in this week's parsha. You know what water is? Taiva. Life's physical pleasures come from the yisoyed of water. And it makes sense. Because water is mekar mayim chayim. Water is the basic sustenance of our bodies, and so too the pleasures of life is the basic sustenance of our nefesh. 
So here's an interesting thing. Comes Kriyas Yamsuf. The Yamsuf is splitting. What did the Yamsuf see? Aroinu Eshel Yosef. Meyerdik. Zogdeh Leganetres. The Yamsuf is supposed to be water. The Teva of water is it stays put. It doesn't separate. It doesn't split. It flows. But yet the water is Taiva. Because that's the nature of Taiva too. It flows. Unless you do something to stop it, it will continue. That, that search for pleasure is going to... And Hashem made it that way on purpose because Hashem wants to be native to you. You should always be looking for pleasure. Just make sure it's coming from good sources. So water has that in its teva, but when it's suad, Yosef HaTzadik, that's time Yosef HaTzadik fought his nature. He fought his nature in what? In taiva. In the strongest physical drive of mankind. That's where he fought his taiva. That is the most basic, strongest thing that Mayim has an effect on. So Mayim says, if, if Yosef can stop his koyach of Mayim, his nature of water, then we could also stop ourselves and split. Now it comes out beautiful, what's Pshadim with Kliyakar. Just like the Yamsev was difficult to split, it's difficult to make Shaduchim. Oh, sure. Because if the Yamsev split, that was a bittle in Kayach And now it's very hard to make matches. It's almost like when, when Chazal and Anshik Nesach Doilo were revatled the Kayach of the Yetzahara. They couldn't get, get a chicken to produce an egg. That's it. It was the end of the Kayach of the Yetzahara. Koshas Yivuga Shaisal Kakriyas Yamsev. When Kriyas Yamsev was difficult, it was fighting nature. When nature is running properly, okay, so then Zivugim is not so hard either. But the, the Kushi of Kriyas Yamsuf, that also was the same Nakuda, the Mayan. If Hashem was breaking the Teva of Mayan, Hashem was breaking the Teva of nature. That's also why Miriam, everybody has a Kasha, how could Miriam sing afterwards? How is Miriam able to sing? Koli Sherva. Koli Sherva, she can't sing. Some say that's why they were playing instruments and drowned out their voices. But another shot is at that time, there was no Shlita of Koyach of Mayan. Mayan didn't work then. The desire, the natural Yetzirah that people had. Lel Kriyas Yamsev, there's a meaning is brought down. People are, there's no, it's, no, it's not an ace of Zivu. It's not an ace to be with your wives. People stay up all night, eh, Kriyas Yamsev night. It's brought down. This is one of the nights that, that's a special night. Yeah. People don't, people aren't with their wives. There's a bitl in the Kriyas Yamsev, a Lel Kriyas Yamsev. Amalek. Amalek comes and he attacks by his soul. And Rashi says the marshal is like a guy who jumps into this boiling hot water. It says like this, Klai soul just coming from Rafidim. Rafu Yudeyem Edivrei Torah. What does it mean, Rafu Yudeyem? They learned Torah. But it says, Va'ata Klai soul was wiped out. They were tired. They were exhausted. Avada they were learning. But it was with disinterest. It was without an involvement. It was without a passion. It was without a, 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 a fire. The Aisha of Torah. When they were rough for Yudaya, they were learning Torah. But because Kleisua was going and learning, the, the, using the Aisha Torah, and it was without any feeling. So what did Zayashar Kleisua was able to touch the fire of Torah and not do it with any inspiration and passion. So Amalek did the same thing. You take boiling hot water, Aish, 
It's got fire, it, and it should arouse a person's feelings. Fear. A person's heart is what. And what does he do? He jumps in, and it doesn't touch my emotions. It doesn't excite me. It doesn't scare me. It doesn't do anything to me. That's the krirus that Amalek was trying to establish in Christ. So let's go back and make this a little bit more practical. Mara, and they were in Mara, it says that comes Mara gave Klaisel Sham Sam Chaik Loi Visham Hashem gave Klaisel a Chaik of Torah. And what was the Chaik of Torah? The Chaik of Torah is, you know, Meshpatim, what were the three things that Hashem did? It says, Keep it of the aim. Keep it of aim, he said, he get a lot of pleasure from it. He had a lot of pleasure from Keep it of aim. Shabbos, the Karazel and Shabbos Aimeh. Shabbos, he get a lot of pleasure from Dinim. Dinim is the one thing that we have in the Torah of Elam, Shabbat, Masha, Tosim, Ufleyam. It makes a lot of sense. You enjoy it. There's nothing like going through a sukya, Mamish, with all the smaras. It's all you. You're involved you're with passion when you have Mishpatim. Baba Kama, Baba Mesiyah, Baba Masha. All Mishpatim. It makes sense. Ilu loinit in the Torah, even if the Torah wouldn't have given Mishpatim, Tosim, Ufleyam. We have to figure it out on ourselves. So mishpatim make a lot of sense. And you know what it says? When you understand the reason for something, what is that called? It's called tam. It's called flavor. When you have the reason for something, it has flavor. But the word was that we know that Klaisel had Shabbos and Klaisel had Kibbutz Ha'ein only as a shtickle Torah to learn about it. And that was the chayk. The mitzvah of Talmud Torah is a chayk. Even if you don't understand it, even if you don't know why, even if it's not applicable, it's a chayk. And that's why when something's a chayk, it has no time. There's no reason. But the same way it has no reason, it also has no flavor. So the water in Mara was very bitter. It was bitter water because the Torah at first is very bitter. And Klaisel complained. There was this bacher who came into Rav Steinman, and he asked Rav Steinman, Shabashim, whoever was there, he says, can I please, he was visibly, emotionally bothered and disturbed, and he says, please, can I ear something to the Rav without anybody stopping me? I didn't know what he was up to. He said, okay. And he said to Rav Steinman, does the Rav like steak? Rav Steinman said, was is steak? He says, steak, really? Steak is delicious. It's a big, thick piece of meat, huh? Said, ah, no, I don't like steak. I could barely get a piece of a little morsel of bread if I now like steak. So he says, but but it's good. Can I offer the rod some steak? He says, no, I'm not interested in your steak. So the boy says, so what about my Torah? My Rebbe's promising you that Torah is like ice cream. It's so zis. It doesn't talk to me, just like steak doesn't talk to the rod. Steak doesn't talk to Rav Steinman, and Torah doesn't talk to me. I don't get pleasure out of it. So Rav Steinman asked the boy. He says, okay, I have a different taste than you. I don't like steak, and you don't like Torah. Is there anything that you know that everybody will agree has a good taste? So the boy said, honey. Honey. Honey is sweet. Everybody likes it. Probably universal. Somewhat. That's what the boy said. He says, okay. Stein says, if you put something in your mouth like coffee or a pickle, and then right afterwards have honey, would you enjoy the honey? 
No. It tastes very, very weird. So if Steinman says it all depends on what's in your mouth. Now, I don't know what's in the boy's mouth. I don't think he was a bad boy. But we see in this week's parasha that Tyra starts off bitter. My father told me from Ramosha, I don't know if he heard it from him himself, that Ramosha would have a tea before he gave shear, and he would put in sugar. And somebody questioned Ramosha. Ramosha was a big part of Shadalski said stories. Ramosha, his wife made him an egg in the morning. She cooked a boiled egg for him in the morning. And from the same hot water that she cooked the egg, he then made a coffee. There was such prussian, Ramosha, you know, wasting water. But he put sugar in his tea. So a Talmud is from Moshe, sugar and tea, you know, it's a shtickle, you know, too much pleasure for Moshe. And Moshe says, It's to be with a sweet mouth. To be with a sweet mouth. Torah starts off bitter. There's no taste, like the Maya. And the word is, for some strange reason, this is a chayk. Meshpatim or gishmak. But Torah starts with Mara, and it's a chayk. But eventually, it ends up getting sweet. That's the thing with Torah. And then it ends up being Talmud Torah, Kinegad Kulon. Not just sweet and mental gymnastics. It's lechems. It satisfies. It gives a person a deep sense of satisfaction. I'll end off with uh, an interesting thing. It says, Tzvi Hakoyen Meriminov. I don't think he's any relation to the Mandalorian enough. But Tzvi Hakoyen Meriminov says on Shabbos he would breathe through his mouth. Now normally we say and one of the swarming now a sign of a chacham is a guy whose mouth is always closed. He breathes through his nose. His mouth is closed, but a guy who's always used to having his mouth open is just two steps close to always talking. But Tzvi Hakoyen of Meriminov. On Shabbos, he would breathe through his mouth. And somebody says, why are you breathing? Why are you opening your mouth? He said, it says, Ichluhu hayayim. Tells this week's parasha. Shabbos, he, Ichluhu hayayim. It's talking about the month. He says, eat the day. Eat the day. Ingest the day. Ingest the day? What's it supposed to be? The Kurosal Shabbos, I means Shabbos is supposed to be a gewaltige pleasure. I'll tell you a beautiful word from from the the Be'er Moshe. We all say, V'sham Ruvenei Yisrael as HaShabbos. Next word. L'Hasoyis as HaShabbos. Frek the Be'er Moshe. Eishdas. What do you mean L'Hasoyis as HaShabbos? We don't make Shabbos. Shabbos is a Sheva Al-Tasim. Shabbos we don't do. Shabbos is by Inovash. What do you mean L'Hasoyis as HaShabbos? We have a Gemara that says that when the Torah asks for certain things like food and Arayas, Torah, the Torah is Ashiv the Hanoah Kemaisa. The Hanoah, even if a person ingests food without doing any action, someone else puts it down his throat or somebody else, these things, the Hanoah itself is the Maisa. The Torah considers the pleasure that you get from it as if you actively did something. Zok the Be'er Moshe, Shabbos. Allah, so he says, Shabbos, is if you go and you enjoy Shabbos, it's like you're actively going and doing something and making something at Shabbos. That's last is Shabbos. Let me just finish by saying that the Ibishtah wants us to have pleasure. 
The Ibishtha wants us to have that window and not a crack in the wall. He wants to be native to us. And that is Chayim. Chayim is joy. Pleasure gives life. That's the food of the nefesh. You live off of it. We should be so, so, so into the mitzvahs that we talk and enjoy. And it's definitely kedai and worthwhile to make the investment of the sham sam chayk loy, the sham misal, of the mara, which we'll eventually get to a talmatar connected kulam to the greatest, greatest level of chiyas. The greatest chiyas is going to come from the things that you enjoy. So you have a mitzvah that you talk and get a pair saying by the mazet. You have a mitzvah that you enjoy, Shabbos, for Karash, Shabbos, Oynin. You have mitzvahs that you enjoy of chesed, helping out other people. These things will give you chiyas beyond all the best nutrition, beyond all the best foods. It will give you an energy that doesn't cease to exist. That's what we say, Chayim, Hayyayim, Kulam,